When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Stop touching things and do your job. Sorry, I know we have an employee for that. Hey, hello everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that is here face to face reminding you, F me, we all have pain. What? (laughs) Dream girls? Oh, I'm not that kind of gay. Oh, girl. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, hello again, Yakima. Yakima Pride. Uh, just a quick reminder. JT already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, this is being recorded. Uh, we love we love applause and laughter. But uh, if you're talking about anything else, like say your social security number into the mic, it's going to end up on the podcast. Um, we are a very not safe for work show. Hopefully, you're cool with that. We also talk about gay stuff like dicks and butts. So Dream um, Girls? No? <laughs> nothing? That's fine. It's, <laughs> I have no strong <laughs> It happens. It happens. Jennifer um, Hudson's Academy Award winning... Perf- Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> uh, today, coincidentally, uh, is an uh, international talk like a pirate day. So, yar, everybody. S- so your- glad you mentioned that before you mentioned <laughs> Bisexual Awareness Week. <laughs> you know, it's a well-known fact that all pirates are bi. So, I just... It went without saying... <laughs> You don't think so? Uh, I think I think the bisexuals had so they're <laughs> they're a mischievous bunch. They were up to something when that overlapped. Uh, Is anyone here bisexual? Do we have any, <laughs> any bi's in the crowd? They're so invisible. I'm so sorry, bi's. <laughs> you you, you, you are you are all personally responsible for bi erasure. You just did it. Um, yeah, uh, big thanks to Hop Capital Brewing for putting up with us yet again and yeah. um, for having. Awesome support of the queer community here in Yakima County, and uh, for making making good beer. Are you drinking their beer this time, Kyle? Uh, yes. <laughs> Did you believe me? <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for the taste and smell of beer, I would totally be drinking it. I know. I know. What I are you like drinking, it. Mike? Uh, this is the zero to hero, but the one that has the fruit in it because I'm gay. Aww. It's like like that uh, is so. I had. A, sorry. What? You were saying something about it's fine. gross beer? Um, I had one of theirs. I had a sour by, uh, by them earlier that I really liked. Uh, so we were here for Yakima Pride yesterday. Yeah. They had the big parade and the festival. Uh, how many of y'all were there yesterday? I, I, <laughs> excellent. How many of you actively planned it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Quite a few members of the Yakima Pride uh, board and volunteers are here, which is lovely to see you all. Uh, when we do live shows, we don't reveal our topic until later. It's to build tension, I guess. We do a lot mm-hmm. of shit randomly for no fucking reason. We so, did it once, uh, and you know, yeah, yeah, just just like it's why the USS capitalism. <laughs> we did it once, and we just kept on doing it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're, we will reveal our topic here in a little bit. Uh, our show, if you've not heard it before, is about gay stereotypes. We try to talk about the fact that there's no wrong way to be gay. If you don't like Unless RuPaul, you're Milo Yalanopoulos. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's the, yeah. He, specifically one wrong way to be gay. <laughs> but if, if you're not Milo Yiannopoulos, you're doing it right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah so um, 
we, we, we try to dispel one stereotype a week, but we also uh, talk about our gayest and strayest each week at the end of the episode, which is just meant to show that like there's a little of column A and a little column B for everybody all the time. Uh, at the end of the show, we'll be asking people to share their gayest and straightest on the microphone here, so be thinking about what that might be for you. Um, and for being a good sport and participating, we'll get you some gayish merch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is there more? Is there more? Uh, uh, we will be having Joshua Hastings, who uh, is the VP of Yakima Pride, uh, on in, in uh, later in the show. So he'll be sharing more about himself, about Pride, all that good stuff. Um, uh, yeah, no, let's do the news. Great. And there's the see. There's there's music for that, and it disappeared. So you can sing it live because you sang it i know but you're playing a recording of you singing which is interesting i know that's weird because you have a mic in front of you right now but that's fine oh here it is i found it see all they had to do was type <laughs> shut your mouth <laughs> <laughs> all right so news the first i wanted to talk briefly about the fact that the little tiny town of goldendale which is near zilla where i grew up uh, had had a Pride Festival this year themselves. So uh, it was back in uh, July, but uh, there were 300 people that attended Goldendale's first ever Pride event at, on July 31st of 2021 at the Dirty Cowgirl. <laughs> there, there's a place called the Dirty Cowgirl in Goldendale, and apparently that's when they had Pride, which the universe makes sense. If you, you know? Yeah, if you looked at a map and you're like, where should we, <laughs> a bunch of queer people have Pride, it would definitively be the Dirty Cowgirl. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yep. And, and th that's what they did. Uh, so Sarah Bartell, who's the Goldendale Pride organizer, said, quote, The Dirty Cowgirl herself? Yeah, yeah, is, is she the speaking? Dirty Cowgirl. <laughs> said, said, quote, I'm positively thrilled with the way the event came together, and I'm immensely proud, not just of my fellow organizers and attendees, but the community of Goldendale at large for celebrating the freedom each and every one of us has to feel confident and comfortable with who we are. She went on to say, all cowgirls deserve to be as dirty as they want to be. Right. I, lead dirty cowgirl, love getting so, so dirty. Right, right. whether reverse cowgirl or... Name one other cow cowgirl sex move. Yeah, normal cowgirl. Like, what's... <laughs> 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 Uh, I, I, want, I wanted to talk on it uh, just briefly, though, because it, it really, Joshua and I plan on talking about it more later on the show. Um, it's so amazing to me growing up here in Zilla and seeing queer people, I guess full stop, seeing yeah. queer people yeah. In, yeah. in this place is, is really just inspiring and awesome and cool. And if, if fucking Goldendale can have pride... Anywhere can have pride, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And and uh, I also just want to remind everybody: anywhere's a gay bar if you bring enough friends. So, <laughs> like, you really feel free to build the community that you need, right? Yeah. Um, also, and and size doesn't matter. Any size, big or small, you're putting together a pride. That's so important because so often the only chance you get to see gay people is if someone walks up to you and randomly is like, hello, I'm homosexual, or they're like, hi, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, otherwise, you know, you may not know. So to be able to have an easy, visible way to see there are any number of LGBT people here, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. You could also just wear your shirt. <laughs> I think that that like, <laughs> lets everybody know pretty effectively. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. She's, like, really got the sensual... 
hair twisty look in her eyes yeah. that is is why this is my favorite shirt. Okay, great. No, I want to keep talking about my shirt. <laughs> uh, news the second. So Jared Polis, who is the first openly gay person to be elected governor, is the governor of Cal- uh, Colorado, um, got married. He and his man guy dude got married. Oh, last week. Um, it's uh, it, it's first openly gay person to be elected governor of. Polis, governor of California, became the first openly gay person to be elected governor in U.S. history huh. in, in 2018. We haven't had any gay governors? Apparently not. That seems... Huh. Now, Kate Brown, governor of Oregon, is not straight, but so I don't know if they mean gay man or if they mean gay or if he was elected before her and my... my the understanding fact- of time is <laughs> fucked up. I don't know. The fact that you could pull any other LGBT governor <laughs> is pretty <laughs> impressive to me. Um, so he and his partner, Marlon Reese, got married on Wednesday, the 15th of September at the University of Colorado in a Jewish ceremony officiated by Rabbi Tirza Firestone. Um, and the wedding was held on the 18th anniversary of their first date, which is adorable. Um, they have two children, Born out of wedlock, so this like, is sin, I guess. I don't know. Um, God hated them until yeah. this happened. Bastards. Uh, the word's bastards. Yeah, well, you know. Well, okay, that's, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, so, We're so glad to have our producer fucking Dan here this time. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so they had, their seven-year-old Cora was the flower girl, and their 10-year-old Caspian Julian, or CJ, was their ring bearer. And, you know... As always, of course, the trolls come out of the woodwork mm-hmm. to talk about the, uh, I don't know, whatever they want to talk about. The abomination of the marriage institutions being ruined by these gay people. The abomination that is the creation of a loving, cohesive family unit. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> God would hate this. Yep, exactly. Um, I talked about this yesterday at the festival, but there was that dude walking around handing out pamphlets to people at Yakima Pride about like marriages between one man and one woman and... Well, God only wants one man and one woman to bang. Or like, <laughs> he loves it when straight people fuck to make kids. Right. Like he's super into that, and for he, no other he reason. He watches right? that, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm in my attempt to be more open and accepting of, especially people of like I have a lot of kind of negative feelings towards religion. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to do better at not bringing that to religious people and more aimed at the institution. So when I got this pamphlet, I'm like, oh, okay, is this good or bad? Are we pro or against? Like, oh, yeah. how do we feel? Like, you know, it could be. You you, you naively and adorably started I, looking to see if this was going to be good or bad. And like, then, yeah, and then someone, one of y'all found the, the man lies with, woman and not i mean really if you whatever. if you see the word abomination you can be pretty sure that they're not on our side <laughs> yeah but, um yeah i it, it just i don't understand i don't understand the capacity to be so upset about other people's choices that definitely don't affect you right if you like, are if you are trained that everyone there is going to hell and the only way is if you hand them a booklet right. that, they, that you can save them from that. like i get if you're trained and like that's ingrained in your brain that you're like oh that would be terrible unless i give them you know this tiny booklet like 
I really wish. I, to... I really wish after he walked away that I just aggressively hit on him. Like I, I really, I think that that probably sashay away, girl. <laughs> <laughs> strut, 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 strut. Oh man! All right. Well, can, uh, Mike. Yes. I can confirm that uh, Governor Kate Brown, who took office in 2015 and is openly bisexual, was the first LGBT person mm. to become an elected governor of a state in the uh, United States. So this that's is, what this is why this is why we pay Dan. A round of applause for Dan, everybody. <laughs> like fact checking. <laughs> but that, yeah. that makes sense why they said gay first. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. News the last. Yeah. Great. Uh, Lil Nas X. Who is amazing and everything <laughs> about him is fucking fantastic. Uh, so on Friday, just a couple of days ago, the official Teletubbies Twitter account asked Lil Nas X if they could be featured on his next album. And they shared a Montero album cover spoof that's Teletubbies instead of Lil Nas X. <laughs> it's fantastic. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Do I like this or do I hate this? Oh my god, they're all in Lil Nas X poses, like lying on the ground. It's adorable. Uh, So, but in doing so, this invoked the wrath of wrath of far right commentator and huge cunt uh, Lauren Witzke. She is a self self described quote American Christian nationalist, and uh, but but she in, in this in this post insisted that she quote. Always knew that the Teletubbies were little gay demons. <laughs> That's true, though. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the whole controversy about the pink triangle one? Yes. Yeah. Tinky Winky or yeah. which, which the Twinkie something? Twinkie Winky. <laughs> favorite Teletubby? Yeah. The one with the triangle ahead is purple, not pink. Did I say pink? Purple. There isn't even a pink one, which that surprises the hell out of me. Like I, I mm-hmm. thought for sure there was. There's red, purple, yellow, and green. Um. Anyway, so Lil Nas X, <laughs> Lil Nas X, uh, tweeted back at them. Uh, where did the tweet go? Hold on, let me find it. Yeah, yeah. Lil Nas X tweeted <laughs> tweeted back. All right, bet. Me and Tinky Winky on the hook, Dipsy and Poe on the verses, and we'll let Lala do the outro. <laughs> 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 He's deep in the Teletubiverse. Yeah, like he yeah. knew, he knew all of them and where to put them. He's up on the lore. He, <laughs> he's collaborating with known gay demons. The Teletubbies. He has his own fanfic site. For, <laughs> yeah, that's the news. <laughs> Weird ending, I guess. But uh, that's the news. Do you want to reveal our topic and start talking about it? Sure. Let's reveal our topic and start talking about it. Are you yes-anding quite okay, literally? So no, well, nor- normally for live shows, we do topics that it's funny to hear the audience say back, oh. and then we'll have a sign. So, like, we did... We did... Uh, we did, uh, we did sluts, sluts. We did... It was very funny to have everyone say hand jobs, and every time, like, we held up the sign, every we had everyone in the audience shout hand jobs, which I don't know if you've had, like, 50 people yell hand jobs at you. <laughs> it, it was my second... Only my yeah, second time. <laughs> um, but, yeah... But yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, th- this one's less, you know, less salacious. Less salacious. Uh, uh, but so we'll reveal the topic on three, two, one. Hometowns. hometowns. Um. So yeah, we we thought this was fitting given uh, Mike's from the area. You know, part of us attending Pride and 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 planning Pride is the ability to be involved and be close to your hometown and 
be out, be LGBT. So we yeah. thought that was a, a connected topic that we want to talk about. It's interesting too, because like especially later, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a bunch of stuff about Yakima County, and it's it is all out of love, right? Like growing up here, I have this huge soft spot in my heart for this place that I that I grew up, and it it also just like that one sister who's evil, like you just want her to be better. Mm-hmm. Like I just I just want it to be better here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I yeah I grew up um in the suburbs of Houston, um where uh, yeah there there's a, a such a mixture of I love Texas. I think it's there. It's filled with amazing, great, friendly people. Like <laughs> Seattle people are like kind of nice to your face and then like you don't ever you know like they just don't want anything to do with you like in texas you can like meet with meet someone at a store and they will actively want to be your friend and invite you to a barbecue like there are there are such amazing people but like there's so much that you just yeah you wanted to just do so much better so there's quite a conflicted relationship that a lot of us often have with our hometown yep yeah, for sure. Should I start by telling you some Gata? Yeah, tell me some Gata. Uh, so if, if you're not familiar with the show, Kyle often brings the studies. He talks about the, the math and the science and the studies. And so uh, after I bore you with the news, he bores you with the data. I got some numbers and <laughs> statistics and percentages. Uh, yeah, so this is a study about LGBT people in rural areas. Yeah. And which you were sort of asking before before the show like is Yakima a rural area and my 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 answer is at least growing up here I mean Zilla is for sure rural but like I think even Yakima sort of thinks of itself as a rural town despite the fact that it's 100,000 fucking people like it's 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 not a a tiny rural town but still has that like culturally that's true and i'm seeing nods in the audience so um yeah and even if you weren't right <laughs> those listening at home will never know because right. <laughs> that's how podcasts work yeah also there's there's a jacked dude stripping over there in the corner i know and there's a full-on lesbian orgy happening here so like <laughs> dirty cowgirl indeed <laughs> um yeah uh yeah and and that's part of the way this study and actually the, i didn't realize this the census uh does it defines Rural. It is not. Ju- it doesn't just take a city and say, "Is it you know size? Is it rural, urban?" Um, they. It's look- always about size. Always about size. Apparently, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, they they break down e- even like uh, deeper than the county level. They break down areas of counties and decide are these uh, rural or urban areas. Sure. And that way they can come up with even if the total number of a city seems really high it could be collectively made up of mostly rural areas or it, it, they they gave examples in the study of two cities that had or two counties that had the exact same number but one was mostly rural mo- one was mostly urban so i like that they actually looked at it at that level to to come up with actual like vibe and feeling that you're describing yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, this is the Where We Call Home LGBT People in Rural America study from April 2019 by the Movement Advancement Project, which sounds like what Michelle Obama's did at the White House. <laughs> like, to, you know, like the get kids moving. No, um, but it's about LGBT people in rural areas. Okay. Um, and it's interesting. Dan and I both uh, came across this study. So, you know, it's uh, it was super relevant. It was a lot of pages, but I read a lot of it. Um, okay, so here's some numbers. Okay. Get your butts ready. Yep. Um, My butt is ready. I'm so glad. <laughs> Keep me updated. A, a, people are walking in the door as I talk about my butt being ready. So <laughs> are we in the right place? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. 
not LGBT, just overall one in five Americans live in rural areas. Okay. That was based on the 2010 census. Okay. Um, uh, three to five percent of rural populations are LGBT. Okay. Is that higher, lower? I don't know. We, we talk about so many of these studies where I, like they don't agree. Like, right. We, we've, we've read as high as like 10% of the population is queer LGBT umbrella of some kind. Mm-hmm. And as low as like only a percent or two. And if like officially in Russia, there are zero gay people or whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to believe. Yeah. Three to 5%. Great. That sounds okay. Fine. Yeah. And, um, although then in Yakima, a hundred thousand people, that means there's like three to five thousand gay people, like just here, and it certainly doesn't look like it. <laughs> Not on Sniffies, right? <laughs> Although this is a this is a grinder town. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> also, see some knots from there. <laughs> Thank you. That's helpful. <laughs> um, and uh, you mentioned part of the you know anywhere from three to ten percent is based on what kind of serving you do people may not admit it so if you do like self-identifying information you'll get lower numbers than if you estimate and extrapolate based mm-hmm. on things you know so um whether the person answering the survey has is on ecstasy at that moment <laughs> <laughs> whether you did the survey at a bear bar right, yeah. like yeah um uh in rural areas uh 10% of rural youth identify as lgbt yeah which that to me is more trustworthy because young people are more able to be out and be themselves so that that to me is like a more trustworthy self-identifying number um and that is basically the same estimate we get when we look at urban areas so the same percentage of lgbt youth exist in rural and urban areas that's fucking interesting right yeah okay also i think youth not only because they're more likely to accurately or be able to admit or correctly self-identify but they also have less control of their circumstances Mm. so i think that the fact that they're equal to me speaks to the um just gay people are everywhere and you will have the same percentage you know no matter what because just the same percentage just exists naturally in the world yeah yeah okay um let's see Fifteen to twenty percent of the U.S. LGBT population lives in rural areas. Okay, so if you look at all LGBT people in the U.S., but that that is under you said one in five. Everybody lives in a rural. Are you going to make me add these so up in math? That's twenty percent. Less than that is fifteen. So p- queer people are underrepresented in rural areas. Is how I interpret that. No. Let's do math, everybody. It's real fun. <laughs> that's not. No, that's not true. Oh. It's it's about the one in five. There one in five Americans live in rural areas. One in five LGBT people live in rural areas. I thought you said fifteen percent. Fifteen to twenty. Oh, okay, then great. Continue. Never mind me, Kyle. Just go for it. <laughs> Do you want to check my I have the sources if you want to check my check my work? Um, so that gives us uh, anywhere from 2.9 to 3.8 million LGBT people that live in rural, rural areas. Sure. Yeah. So it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Absolutely. So um, there's uh, a, a lot more. What I thought w- was particularly interesting about uh, this study then goes into kind of the 
challenges that they face, the, the, the positive things that they run into. Um, I, I think one thing I wanted to mention that stood out to me is we generally just kind of make the flat assumption that rural areas are not supportive of LGBT rights. And um, it, it's while they are less supportive, um, let's see, uh, it, it is not like as extreme as it is in my mind. For example, 62% of rural people, people in rural areas support LGBT non-discrimination policies. Yeah. And in urban areas, that's 72%. So it's not, you know, it's not zero versus a hundred. It's, it's, right. it's, it's closer in acceptance than people think. So to simply write all of rural people off as not accepting of LGBT people is, yeah. um, very misleading. Yeah. There's this, this phenomenon of the, the, the dominant culture and then everybody gets locked in somehow. And I'm going to try to do the nonpartisan version of this, but like in Seattle, that's a dirty liberal commie like mm -hmm. like a democrat haven but also joe biden only got like 80 percent of the vote like go to the grocery store and one out of every five people that you see voted for for trump or at least not biden it's the same here right like there's mm -hmm. this assumption that this is red trump country but at the same time biden got like 25 percent of the vote in yakima county like one out of four people at walmart probably voted for joe biden but it doesn't feel like that yeah and and it's it's uh it's really unfortunate because there's always strength in numbers and the numbers are probably higher than you think they are it just yeah. the dominant culture sort of precludes the visibility there somehow yeah right? absolutely um so <clears throat> just to wrap up i'll read this one um paragraph that was kind of nestled in the study that i thought was uh, kind of beautiful actually and spoke to why we talk about things we talk about that there's no right or wrong way to be gay unless you're Milo Yiannopoulos. Uh, <laughs> they said, general societal stereotypes and pop culture portrayals of LGBT people suggest that LGBT people live solely in urban settings, yeah. while stereotypes and portrayals of rural communities rarely, if ever, include LGBT people except as targets of anti-LGBT violence or as people yearning to leave their rural home to migrate to more accepting uh, urban areas. Yeah. The, my biography is so <laughs> that yeah the, dash mike johnson uh, um these assumptions and narratives create a singular understanding of how to be and where to be lgbt in the united states this understanding of lgbt people as incompatible with rural communities doesn't reflect the true diversity of the lgbt lgbt population across lines of race class gender and geography too often, the lives of LGBT people in rural communities are cast in a single light of oppression and stigma rather than recognizing the complexity and, for many, the beauty of life in rural areas. Yeah. 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 Who knew a study would just, like, write something so profound like that? <laughs> and affirming. And affirming, yeah. You know, you, you talked a little bit about the, the cultural differences, and it, one thing I miss about home, one thing I miss about here is... Like when is people just talk about their lives, like you run into somebody at the grocery store, they're genuinely interested and you probably know the same people. And that doesn't, that doesn't happen in the city. It just, Ugh, can you it have just, to listen? You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're expected to listen and, and then respond <laughs> and share your own stuff. Like, but, but I do, I do miss that. There's a, there's a genuine sense of, of, 
being connected to each other that is largely absent from the anonymous hustle and bustle of a big ass city. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I genuinely miss that, which it's funny then I get a lot of that out of the gay community in Seattle because it's small and like you see the same people and you, you get to know them in a way that people here just naturally do with everybody. Mm. Um, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. <sighs> Sounds like so much work. Are y'all just tired all the time from like running into people? Isn't that just so much work every day? Oh. You say so. Okay, that, sure. that was all. That was all for me. Sure. Okay. I'm real nervous about this section, everybody. Uh, I wrote a joke for every city in Yakima County, and I'm, 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 I promise listeners will will get get uh, get some some enjoyment out of this as well. Uh, first of all, I wanted to give away. I meant to make certificates. And um, is there anybody here from Toppenish? Lived in Toppenish? Went to Toppenish High School? Is there? Uh, uh, all right. Well. Great. Any tops? It, it, well, okay, Any yeah, tops. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. the the Big Dick Energy Award of Yakima County goes to Top Penis H itself, Toppenish. Uh, <laughs> uh, I remember when I was a kid uh, and the internet was new, you couldn't search for Toppenish High School because it had the word penis in it, and it, like, it was hilarious. Anyway, Top Penis H gets my Big Dick Energy Award. Uh, <laughs> and uh, my, 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 my serious bottom energy award goes to Union Gape. I mean Gap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, and then and then um, mo- moving on. So this is actually not my joke, uh, or my joke class, or whatever you want to call it. Category. There's a old um, c- a comedy duo called Williams and Ree, and they did what I'm about to do, but with car brands. Um, but you just said so much. I know, stuff I know, I know. I, know. I don't care about. Okay, but like, what if car brands stood for something that they were all acronyms for things? And that's what mm-hmm. I've that's what I've done with 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 most of these things. So uh, the city of Sela, for instance, I, I imagine that they envision a utopia created by cunnilingus and analingus. It's Sela, S E L E H. Suppose everyone licks a hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> if you were at home, you could be looking a hole by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 Natchez, Natchez. I think theirs is an Analese commercial. Um, it's it's Natchez, N A C H E S. Now anal can't hurt. Enjoy sodomy. <laughs> uh, moving on, Granger. My mama's hometown of Granger. Yep. G R A N G E R. Uh, they are advocating for a um, hard throat fucking um, uh, 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 goal. Yeah, so so Granger, get railed and never get entered rectally. Uh, that could be like the tagline of a gl- glory hole somewhere. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, Wapato, that's uh, W-A-P-A-T-O, wet ass pussy and tacos only. <laughs> Come visit us at the Dirty Girl Scout. <laughs> uh, Zilla, my hometown, uh, class of 96, Zilla High School right here. Uh, it's just a list of people who live there. Zealots, incels, lushes, lesbians, and honkies. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mabton, M-A-B-T-O-N. Many are bisexuals temporarily. <laughs> On NyQuil. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh let's see what else, what else have i missed here i've got this uh sunnyside sunnyside uh, they like to celebrate average dick energy in sunnyside okay sunnyside stands for uh something unsafe not needed your size is definitely enough <laughs> that's so affirming yeah <laughs> uh tietans celebrates some kind of plastic surgery incident that happened tieton t-i-e-t-o-n uh, two implants, enormous titties, one nipple. <laughs> Hopefully not the same one. <laughs> uh, uh, Grandview, you might think I forgot about Grandview. Uh, and last but not least is Yakima. <laughs> uh, Yakima, you already know it's meth addicts. <laughs> Uh, that's that's my that's my series of jokes about Yakima County. I mean, when people <laughs> when people walk in and my ass is in the air, that's my grand view. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was I was working on a thing about like uh, Donna, Donatella Versace is everyone's whore, but but I couldn't figure out the first part. And then I was doing the like Austin Powers thing or, or Mike Myers thing of like grand view. It's neither grand nor is there a view. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've been through there, but it's like. What? If I did, I clearly forgot. Maybe I, that's part of it. This is creative marketing. They were lying about the town to try to get people to move there or something. Um, I, I'm anyway, sorry. Yeah. Are you saying that from the Palm Springs, right. Washington? <laughs> <laughs> Yakima County, I love you. Thanks, Mike. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you were worried it wasn't going to be funny. I think it was. <laughs> oh, the meeting about it later. Right. Great. Um, well, I'm going to tell you about my hometown. Hmm. Uh, be- Katy, Texas. Katy, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're going to talk more about your hometown uh, when we have uh, Joshua up on the stage. I don't know whether you go by Joshua, Joshua, but Joshua is so much gayer that I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua. Um, anyway, uh, I uh, yes, I grew up in Katy, Texas, sub- suburb of Houston. And the one thing specifically I wanted to talk about is... Uh, going to high school um, in Cinco Ranch High School. Uh, Cinco Ranch? Cinco Ranch. That's like the, five the, ranch the high fifth, school. The fifth ranch? <laughs> yes. Because Quattro Ranch burnt down or something? I don't know. Like, I, there isn't an Uno Ranch High School anywhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. There's probably some reason. Um, I want to go to the second Presbyterian church, damn it. <laughs> nope. Okay, Cinco good. Presbyterian. Um, uh, so the uh, when I think back to high school... And specifically, like, gay gay memories. Wow, <laughs> that's not what I meant, but, like, I have a lot of gay memories. But, like, the, the gay kind of news or thing that happened in my high school was that um, a yearbook was recalled oh. because of its gay content. Wow. So, I... What kind of yearbook was this? <laughs> um, so, I actually found an article that I remembered some of it, but there was an article that... Uh, came out on Houston Chronicles uh, online uh, version, cron.com, uh, on June 5th, 2002, that, like, when this happened, wrote about it. So that helped refresh me on kind of what the controversy sure. is or was uh, in my uh, in my city. And uh, we had maybe, at the time, my class was maybe eight or 900 people. So we probably had... 200 half my whole town growing up (laughs) yeah (laughs) anywhere from like 2000 to 2500 people that went to my high school Uh, just the to give you an idea of the size um 
So yeah, the yearbook theme uh, in this was my sophomore year was first experiences. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's not that gay. <laughs> Just it wasn't. It didn't. Yeah. Um, so uh, they printed the yearbook mm-hmm. and had to recall them. Okay. Uh, they said because of technical issues like the color quality and pictures weren't right and all this stuff. Why do they got to fucking lie? I I don't remember if I thought there was anything. I wasn't that kind of gay, so I don't care about like the pic. I couldn't tell like, oh, this picture quality was taken in 400p instead of what, you know, whatever the fuck. I, st- I, don't, I don't know those kind of things. So like, I don't remember if it, there really was like color issues or whatever. Um, that was one thing. Other complaints about the yearbook uh, included uh, there was a listing of the high school, the uh, our high school's demographics uh, by race okay. that some people complained about, which I think we were the precursor to the critical race theory debate. Like okay. we don't need the breakdown of race. That's offensive. I'm sure white people. That's offensive to see how like they're, they're all white people here. Like you know who's who was offended by the the racial breakdown being. Sure. Put out there to people. Right, uh, right, so right, right. people were offended by that, clearly. Um, like, if you want to know, you should have to go through and count. <laughs> you, should, you should. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, there were stories that uh, people wrote about how to lie, how to hold a seance, how to use a Ouija board, all of which uh, there were complaints about. Um, and there because, was... Because Jesus... I don't, this is the question. Like, do people actually care that there's a story about a Ouija board in there and how to use it? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely like religion and and Christianity doesn't support the raising of spirits to talk to via Ouija board. Like, I guess that's, that's chips away at God slowly. (laughs) Like every time you bring a spirit back or something, I don't know what the, yeah. Yeah. So God is all powerful, but he's really afraid of Ouija boards. Except for fucking Ouija boards. (laughs) Um, um, so, uh, the guy that was the yearbook editor was also the one that wrote this story about his experience coming out. Um, his name is Robbie McMillan. He was super hot. Um, mm-hmm. he dated uh, a girl that I, like, he dated a girl. They broke up. I dated that girl. <gasps> and so you basically dated him by the I, commutative property of dating. I, God, <laughs> there, like, in my mind, obviously I didn't say this because I was so closeted, but I, in my mind I was like, Oh, that'd be interesting if you introduce us to each other. <laughs> we became friends or whatever, you know. Yes. Just like all out of three way. Um, no, I, I like never like acted like we weren't friends. I didn't know him. I just knew him as the gay kid, as I'm sure a lot of people, because there weren't like I think he was the only one that was out, or at least that I knew of. Oh wow. Um, I stalked him and looked him up. Still. Hot. Wait. He was. He was gay, dated this girl, they broke up, then you dated this girl. I think and he was gay, not like, gay when they dated. I don't remember the... What I'm trying to do is put myself into the headspace of this poor girl. Like, she turns everyone gay. Like, what is her life Lucky like? for her, she didn't find out I was gay until, like, three years later. Okay. So she had probably moved on. <laughs> Great, sure. I think she had kids early. So I think she had other things to worry about that, like, I that weren't... In, I, were not mine. <laughs> Highly unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> um, can touching someone's boobs get them pregnant? <laughs> I'm never clear on straight sex. I mean, no. no. <laughs> you can't be sure of that. that. Not a thing, you no. can't be sure. The jacuzzi can get people pregnant. Despite so. what Texas public schools probably told you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it cannot. <laughs> so, hot Robbie McMillan yes. uh, said... Call me. G- I, well, I don't know if he's... I don't We're both what, single now, so... Like, no, if he calls you... 
I'm gay murdering you. <laughs> like, I'm hate criming you so hard. I'm okay. going to be pissed. Okay. He said to this uh, interviewer, we went around school in English classes and told people we needed stories about their first experiences with things. So it's not like mine was the only story in there. We got about 12 or so stories from other people and we didn't turn a single one down. We had one story about an anorexic girl. We had one about a guy's first crush on a girl. And that was a lot more sexual than the one I wrote. And that didn't get any complaints. Okay. So after they got all of these varied complaints, who knows how legit they are. They, um, they, uh, it was kind of cool to see like back in 2002 I didn't I didn't realize this side of things they took away every single complaint that was not that gay story they changed they didn't ask questions it's just you have a complaint about that we'll take it down we'll remove it we'll change it we'll adjust it so that they could get it down to is it about this story or not and the principal Lowell Strike I remember people he was like very sounds like a fighter pilot he, he Lieutenant have, Commander Lowell Strike. It could have been. He was like uh, jovial. Like he was like everyone liked him. He was very friendly and outgoing. He was very well liked from what I remember. Um, uh, he he in the yearbook said ordered it removed. That sounds official. Ooh. But yeah, like he, he in spite of them changing everything else, they did say you have to remove this story. Okay. Um, and so, uh, Robbie said, hot Robbie said, you know, I always thank my lucky stars that I went to Cinco before this happened. The administration was really friendly and I didn't deal with harassment very often. Uh, and if I did, I knew they'd support me. So it's interesting that mm. this was such a different experience when you put it in, in writing and then get families and everything involved in the feedback. And I haven't thought about this too much about like the fact that, I was not out in high school. The out kid had to have his story removed because it was about being gay and people didn't want to read that. I don't, I, I, I think I downplay what the effect was and I didn't come out until college. I don't know. I, yeah. I just, you know, who knows how, to what degree that actually affected me. Yeah. I mean, are there other examples? Like, do you, was, 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 was Katie, Texas and Cinco Rancho High School a gay wasteland? Like, or that sounds hot. What? You, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's my John Mayer song. Your body is a gay wasteland. What? <laughs> I, I'm I'm wondering. Like, did you have any other like representation in your life? Like, no. it, it, it's it's hard to miss what isn't there. I guess yeah. is what I, I mean. not that I, I don't. This is the biggest gay thing I remember in the high school. Other than yeah. My sexual desires for Cameron yeah. in cross country. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's interesting because, uh, uh, at my lunch table in high school of the like 10 of us, four of us ended up gay. I don't know how we found each other, but we did. Right. And, uh, one of my very, very best friends was a couple of years younger than me. And, uh, he was either valedictorian or salutatorian at Zilla high school. And all of a sudden because he was starting to come out to people his senior year. I, I was in Cheney going to college at the time. But uh, all of a sudden, the administration was very interested in the speech that he was going to give. They're, oh, they're, they're yeah, like, yeah. like, we need to be able to review all of the speeches, but especially yours, mm -hmm. Jeremy. And, yeah. um, and, and they, they took a red pen to his speech because it was too gay. 
right? Like, what did he say? Just talking about like how growing up gay in Zilla sucks, mm. and like being gay at this school sucks, and like and Cameron it, in cross country can <laughs> can get it. it, it, it exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, at least at that time, and it sounds to a certain extent, this this situation with you also your hometown also there's this like oppressive censorship that's happening right like um and it's really unfortunate that's why y- yakima pride is so important is the visibility of it all because like you get a critical mass and you can't you can't hide that you can't sweep that under the rug you can't make it go away yeah right um the the study that um uh, if you remember the numbers that everyone loves so much um that that study uh talked about the ripple effect as both a challenge and a like a big opportunity in smaller communities of if one person comes out and gets fired because of it, that affects so much of their life and people's view of them. If one church accepts LGBT people, that makes such a difference to everyone. So I think, yeah, that, that can have such a, what one thing, one person, one event can really have a big effect on the rest of the people in the community. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember uh, I uh, played The Sims growing up, and oh. um, my my brother and his friends told me that Robbie played The Sims, so that was a gay thing to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so <laughs> then I was like, "Oh shit! I can't play. Like, if I play The Sims, I'm going to be gay, or I'm going to people will know know I'm gay." Yeah. So well, I created a Robbie Sim and a Kyle Sim, and had them fuck a whole bunch. Great. Okay. I mean. I also wonder about like how many straight kids stopped playing The Sims despite loving it because they didn't want to seem gay. Like the the tragedy of that, it, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least one person here. Right? At least one person here has never played The Sims again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's so funny how like sexual orientation gets attached to things that have nothing to do with it whatsoever. And then you're right. Like obviously we should be focusing on the LGBT people that it directly impacts, but then says so much to everyone else about what's the right way to behave as a person. And it, and you know, so much comes back to gender binaries. Like if you're a dude and you're playing the sins, you're not allowed to, you shouldn't you be playing football? They said to me in my high school (laughs) hometown. No, because I hate it. My neck, I've played football and my neck hurt from wearing the helmet. And I like, had to go to the coach and was like, my neck hurts. <laughs> and I wonder if that's the moment he was like, this guy's not any good. <laughs> He's tall, but that's all he has going for him. Um, uh, anything else that you got? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we wanted to have Joshua Hastings on to talk about our common stories of what it's like to grow up here. And our stories diverge in that he came back to the Valley and, and started Yakima Pride happening. So everybody, please, please welcome to the show, Joshua Hastings. I wasn't sure if like more hands would help or hurt at the stage. No, nope, <laughs> don't. Usually more hands are good. But... Talking about orgies. We'll edit in post. <laughs> okay. Hi. Well, hello there. Thanks for being on. So Joshua Hastings, everybody, is the vice president of Yakima Pride. Correct. And uh, uh, so we're, we're a similar age, right? Like, there's, uh, I was class of 96. Right. We're 25. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> We're rippling too, yes. by the way, everybody. <laughs> um, and uh, you went to Wapato High School. I'm um, actually class of '94. Okay. Okay. I went to Wapato High School. Yes. Great. So only, only two years apart. We're we're, we're the same the yeah. same zone. Was it indeed only wet ass pussy and tacos <laughs> in, in Wapato? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, maybe throw a couple guns in there. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> Uh, so it's, uh, t- tell me, tell me, uh, tell us a little bit about about your, yourself and your, your your background, if you don't mind. Oh my gosh! Um, well, I was born in Yakima, okay, um, but I was pretty much raised out in the Lower Valley, so uh-huh. Wapato area. Um, went to Wapato High School. Uh-huh. Um, you how know, you how could, big was that? Oh gosh! At the time, it felt really big. I don't, I don't know. Like in the Lower Valley, you know, you always think of these small towns as you know, you put the word in there, small that they're small, but. Yeah. They're not really everybody. Like you said, everybody knows everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter what school you go to. They all kind of intermingle. Um, you know, and if you're not familiar with minors in Yakima, that's like the mingling ground for high school kids, you know, and, and yeah. especially sports. Mm. Yeah. And the Union Gap Denny's also, we spend a lot of time there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always hung out at the in the parking lot of the McDonald's. <laughs> Yeah, is that a thing? Just like a thing you do when you're in high school? A yeah. Wapato Dairy Queen. That yeah, was like the place to go for lunch during high school. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever cruise the Ave? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing here. Yakima, What's that mean? What's that mean? Yakima Avenue is like the main drag <laughs> that goes from the freeway to downtown, and you would just you would pile as many people as you could into your car and drive up and down and yell at other cars of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> it means take your parents' stereo equipment and somehow <laughs> attach it to your car, <laughs> and then try to drive up and down the Ave. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, were you out in high school? No, I was, was not. Was anyone out in your high school? I would say that there are some people that I thought were, but I can't really mm. remember anyone that was openly out. Were you right about them? <laughs> yes. Yes, right? <laughs> and then some surprised me. Yeah. Yeah? Um, I, I, I probably have some stories, so... <laughs> and it's okay if you don't want to tell them, but if you do want to tell them... Oh, yeah, I I give do. their full names and tell them that's fine. So uh, after after high school, um, you left uh, the Valley and went abroad to Seattle, right? I or, did. Uh, um, so, you know, leaving high, leaving high school... Abroad? Um, yeah, I went abroad. <laughs> the exchange rate in Seattle is shitty. That's like leaving Yakima is leaving the country, I suppose. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, when I was 19 years old, I moved um, to Seattle to be myself. Um, but, you know, you just can't. You can't find that, your community here. And I think that it's always been a struggle. Yeah. Was that specifically why you left? Like, like what yeah. level of being gay? Yeah, I found, you know, you, you meet your first boyfriend you know, and you're you're trying to figure out whether or not this is what you want, mm. and if this, you know, you're still feeling it out. So you can't really do that here. Mm. So I think that that was probably the best um, situation for me is to to go someplace where I was accepted and explore that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, when did you come back? When did you move back to Yakima? Wow. Uh, well, so. I lived in Seattle for about six years. I moved to Phoenix, Arizona for about 14 years. Okay. And in 2017, um, I felt like I wasn't making the best memories uh, with my family or for myself. Hmm. And um, I made a hard decision on moving back to Yakima. Hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, brought along my fiance, mm-hmm. uh, Kaimo Peniku. Hey. <laughs> Hi. And then we had a hard realization that we might have made a mistake. We're looking around like, is this accepting? Is this the place we want to be? And um, we thought, you know what? We can either decide to help make a change or find another place to be. Yeah. And so we decided to start looking around what other LGBTQ organizations were happening. Um, and we found that there was a celebration that was, you know, happening each year. It's quite small. It was, you know, was, uh, not a foundation. It wasn't a nonprofit yet. Um, and Kaimo and I got involved with um, what would be Yakima Pride. Yeah. And uh, the rest is kind of history at that point, um, where we are now. But, the, I mean, there is a there is a big story behind that, too. Okay. So, okay. Behind Grinder, what's the second gayest thing to do in Yakima? <laughs> oh, like, uh, like is, there, is, there, is there a place that, that we go? That, like, I know that there aren't any gay bars here. And, like, there have there, been there sometimes kind of gay bars that have popped up. They're like pop-up gay bars. They're, like, you know, gay for about six months, and then they shift. But... Um, you know, there is like a game and grog here that is, you know, they had, they, they do have, um, rainbow flags outside their, oh, that's great. their venue. Um, there is a drinking games. It's very affirming. I don't know if it's not necessarily labeled a gay bar, but it's very mixed crowd. Yeah. But I, I'm not really aware of a lot of the other ones cause I didn't, I haven't lived here, so I couldn't mm-hmm. really speak for that. Yeah. Do you think, do you think Yakima could support a gay bar if somebody oh like, I think took Yakima a could be a Palm Springs yeah like a legit one if it wanted to be <laughs> yeah uh, we have all the breweries all the wineries um, great weather you know a lot of activities to do like we could legit be the the, the new Palm Springs of what you know where the gay mecca is you wow. said thank you thank you. You said the, the nude Palm Springs? Yes, the oh, nude Palm Springs. I would love that. I would be here far more often. Um, so how, how, how has it been? So Yakima Pride, this was the... I know that YakimaPride.org, like as an organization, is only a couple of years old. Is that true? Like when did it Correct. formally start to exist? So in May of 2019, uh, four of us got together and decided to make a huge commitment uh, to the organization, and we turned it into a nonprofit. Okay, great. That's- and at that point, um, you know, you don't real you realize what you're doing, but you don't really realize the amount of focus that the community has on you. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, they're like, "Wow, they're serious." Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> those that are against you are very much like trying to research you and find out you know oh. more about you. And how to approach this, and those that are with you are like, "Wow, how can we get on board? What can we do?" Yeah, and you start figuring out the community uh, kind of oddly. Have, have there been any like overtly negative yeah. responses? I was going like, to ask about that because I yeah. wanted to hear dramatic things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean like uh, people calling our phone number randomly and telling us that they hate gay people and hanging up? Yes, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Telling us, um, you know, you should, go, you should go here? back to Seattle <laughs> because gay people just kind of, you know, got off yeah. a boat or a mm-hmm. bus from Seattle and, you know, just took over Yakima. <laughs> they and bus I hate them to in. inform them, but we've always been here. We've been here since the beginning. We, yeah. we, we kind of did that, didn't we? A little bit. We, I mean, it was a, it was a Jeep. We, <laughs> we did come in from Seattle, <laughs> but we didn't start gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah, what, what? There's like a hive there in Seattle. 
Well, I do. I do worry about the drain of that, right? Like, I, I, I think you know, our stories are, are are really similar in that, like, you grow up gay here, you you end up going to Seattle or like Atlanta. You look at Atlanta; it drains all the queer from like states around, and everybody comes to Atlanta or New Orleans. But like, um, is is that happening here? Like, if if Seattle like fell into the ocean, how long would it take for Yakima to be? <laughs> a, a gay a gay mecca because there was overnight because there, because, yeah, <laughs> because there wasn't this other place to go right? yeah yeah i i think um with yakima pride and something that we experience year after year and even this year the amount of messaging that we get from the community and telling us how much they enjoyed something or this was their first pride or how it affected them or their parents um really gives us that you know, that self-worth of, like, this is really worth it. We're putting ourselves out there um, and make, helping make that change for yeah. our community. Um, and, you know, and if it doesn't happen, you know, what about all of the youth? You know, we were those youth that yeah. didn't have a place to be ourselves, and we shouldn't have to move away to, you know, be ourselves, yeah. that we should move away for college or, you know, normal things to take that amazing job, but not to move away to, to be yourself and then leave your family behind. What if you do have an accepting family, but you don't want to be here because you can't be yourself. So if we can make that change together, I think that this would be a wonderful place to grow up um, and be yourself. Yeah. What are your... What are your favorite parts about Yakima? Ignore, I mean, other than the, the gay thing, <laughs> like wh <laughs> what, what keeps you or why are you here? What keeps you here? What do you like about being here? Uh, my family is here. That's a huge piece. And I think that speaks for a lot of people is family. Um, you know, you have, you build a lot of memories. We went to school here. So we, we really connect with the valley, um, the agriculture, you know, we're founded on that too. It's, you, you miss it. You don't realize you miss it until you come back and you're like, wow, this is what an apple really tastes like. Yeah, you know, I forgot yeah, what yeah, that tastes yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Every time I'm here in August and I smell fresh cut hay, there's this instant, this is home. Mm -hmm. Like It's super powerful. Like it, it, You're, you're on to something, absolutely. Or the hops. Oh, hops. When same, hop, yeah, when the hops are out. Yeah. Or the mint. Mint harvest in Sunnyside mm -hmm. is huge. Like, it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. We got all country gay for a moment. Right. <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> country, country gay. I think I've seen that movie on like Broke Straight Boys or something. But that might be a different thing. Um, so what are the big uh, super shitty that people like call in or, or, you know, vocalize their like hate are there any um kind of structural roadblocks when you're planning a pride people like in position sorry gay gas gay gas <laughs> so uh <clears throat> the original date for yakima pride got pushed back because of the smoke but there was a permitting thing that happened with the with the with the city like well to kind of give you just a little backstory so pride was planned in june yeah um but due to covid regulations we had to postpone it to August, which would be August 21st. Yeah. And then, you know, like everything seems to happen in Yakima. It doesn't matter what it is. Stuff is always happening. Hmm. Uh, we're kind of the Jerry Springer of, you know, small town, <laughs> like small cities. <laughs> but um, our wildfires are just crazy out of this world. And if you live here, like you just you can't breathe because of COVID. And you can't breathe because of the smoke. So 
you know, we're not going to put our festival attendees nor our staff and ourselves through that mess. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we made the right decision to postpone it and we moved it out to September 18th. Yeah. But, but before the smoke happened, before there was a postponement, wasn't there some kind of issue when like your permit got lost? Quote unquote lost, like um, the city. Af- well, afterwards, technically. Um, so we had submitted a, a, another permit to the city. And I think the city was kind of struggling with departments that weren't talking to each other. Uh-huh. And so they're like, we don't have no record of your permit. And I'm like, okay, but the parks and rec people know that it's happening, but you don't know it's happening. So where's the permit? So I know they were going through, you know, some staff changes and stuff like that, but they kind of overplanned some other things over the top of it. So the Natchez at Parkway is actually going through a revitalization right now. And um, I would say that we have the best Parks and Rec team, and some of them are LGBTQ identifying. Oh, okay. Um, That's awesome. That we're just like, we're going to make this happen. We're, we'll move our revitalization to the other side of Natchez. We'll let you have your festival. And then... We'll take over Natchez Parkway and, and fix that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was amazing. I, I, you know, to kind of speak further into it, I think it's always, um, scary because you never know who is affirming or who is supportive yeah. or if they're actually saying no, just a general no instead of saying no because there's actually something behind it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I was wondering, like, if, if something gets lost, that's a norm, like any part of dealing with any government institution like that kind of makes it like okay that kind of makes sense actually that you lose shit yeah like that is that hard to like balance or or can you get a feel of if it's genuine or if it's someone being anti-lgbt or do you just have to guess and wonder i think we do an educated you know get our board together and say well does this feel like this do you think it's intentional Mm. you know and come up with a a good response of how we want to attack it or we'll just like, I got this, yeah. you know, and someone will, will take it on. So we're less than 24 hours since Yakima Pride happened. So uh, <laughs> not going to hold you to anything. And uh, are, w- what about next year? Are you thinking about next year already? Is, is it too early to tell? Well, it, it's we're actually late. <laughs> we're, we're late in the planning already. You know, with all the postponements, typically, you know, Pride happens in June. So at that point, once it's over, then you have a whole other year to kind of whip things together well we postponed it so far that if pride is happening in june 2020 or 2022 we have about eight months mm-hmm. until pride again so we got to get back to work yeah oh the next day maybe you get like a week or something like hey, dare you allowed like a week <laughs> to just like chill i'm seeing notes from planners no 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 week uh break yeah <laughs> self-care good self-care that's important oh and that's why we're here yeah, yeah. <laughs> pop capital they got the best medicine <laughs> i'm wondering it's a, a little bit putting you on the spot and do you have any words of advice for small town hometown gays who are trying to find their way do you have any any words of wisdom oh, i'm probably sure i'm full of them um you know, I'm it's, full of something. Well, yeah, <laughs> happy I pride. Think it's always a struggle. You know, that with with youth, sometimes they don't have parents that support them. Yeah. So when you have that problem, and they reach out to us and they tell us their stories and they're asking us for help, 
that's a difficult situation because you're you're up against parents. Mm. So and giving them resources that are publicly available is about as far as we can go. But then there are some parents that want to be helpful. They just don't know how. Mm-hmm. And that's where kind of the magic happens that we can help them be, you know, a better parent for their, their child and, all, and make sure that they're fully aware of all these resources that are out there. But as far as advice for the youth, um, don't stop being yourself mm. and don't conform to what the society wants you to be. Um, be yourself and don't move away. You know, come join the rest of us that are trying to make this change. Um, Help us make the new Palm Springs or the nude Palm Springs. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, and I, I think that's so important because there's so much love that is here in Yakima Valley that they just don't know how to give it. Mm. And right now we're starting to see a lot of that. You know, even our previous Pride Festival, which was a, a small festival in a park. Um, and that's how I'm going to label it because that's kind of how it was. <laughs> this year it felt like pride. Mm. Like This felt like a pride. Yeah. And and you hear that from the volunteers and all the attendees and the messaging that is overwhelmingly coming into Yakima Pride that we even haven't had a chance to read all of it yet. Yeah. So And look for the photos. There are so many photos that are out there right now. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike and I, if it wasn't clear, attended yesterday and, and watched, you know, blocking off streets so that the group could march together and and you mentioned that it ended up kind of the group coalesced into a big group that you know we had different signs and everything but it felt like a very sweet cohesive unified diverse lgbt group marching in the rain marching in the rain i've not actually seen that but they were everyone was just diligently doing it and having a great time and then you know i i was on the float and helping kind of you know radio and direct some of the pieces that are in there but watching the the momentum of that crowd coming into the festival on Natchez Parkway, it was it was just a a grand sight. And and our performers there and and drag kings and queens on the float, um, some of them are from out of town, and they're like, this is so much more special than some of the bigger prides because it felt like there was this connection they had, and even to the youth in our valley, um, that just made them want to cry sometimes. And I don't know if. You you were there in attendance when this um, small boy came to the stage. Yes. To oh my god! It's, like it was, I was going to be in it tears if so he was great. up there talking, and I don't remember everything that he said. But yeah. the way he was um, talking about which which color from the yes, pride rainbow yes. was his favorite, I was like, oh my god, you are so fucking adorable! It's and amazing. Also, it takes a drag queen to know how to. This is a complex <laughs> scenario where you're on a stage and a small child walks to you. Like drag queens know how to handle that shit. She gave him the mic, let him do his thing that was Sophia Sinclair that did that she, she bless, so uh, oh bless her because she was just she handled that with just um, I don't know guiding light like at that moment and allowed him to talk mm-hmm. but not knowing what he could possibly say <laughs> you know it was very just on the spot so it was beautiful yeah yeah, yeah it really was yeah well congratulations on pride on having it done I hope you can take at least some time <laughs> to enjoy it before you get back to planning but it was it was incredible so thank congratulations you. thank you yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> Uh, and, so did we did we do it? Is that yeah, I think so. Yeah, we did it. I think we covered it. Okay. Um, so, uh, in case you're not aware, Patreon is a platform where people can give money to content creators just out of the goodness of their heart. That's us. Awesome. And uh, every 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 episode, our Patreon supporters get an extra segment. So we take a break and then we record our Patreon stuff for our supporters. So we're gonna do 
that, but that's that's why we take a break and, and fucking Dan's gonna come down and, and, and do the, the Patreon stuff. So um yeah, should should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, what more could what more could know. there be? I know. Yeah. 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 I'm sweaty after that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back into our main episode. Yeah. Don't sign up for Patreon this week. Sign up next week, maybe. Because yeah. <laughs> I got very uncomfortable. Hey, 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 hey. Hi. This is, this is what the people want. <laughs> it's, it's true. Is that true? Okay. Um. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on social media, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, OnlyFans, uh, Snapchat, um, uh, Verbo, We're at Gayish Podcast. Some of those. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is at nope. The emails don't start with that. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, a couple of programming notes. So our 250th episode is coming up soon. Uh, every 50 episodes or so, we do a Q&A show. So be thinking about your cues so we can A them. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's... Happy talk like a bisexual pirate day. Eh? Yeah. Yep. Yar. Um, gay, so we'll do our gay centrates first, and then we'll call in the audience to come up and yep. do theirs. Absolutely. Do you want to yeah. go? Sure, 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 sure. Uh, so my straightest thing about me this week, I was looking at the Instagram account, uh, It's Lit Gay Shit. It's Lit Gay Shit. And they had this meme on there, and it was uh, just several iterations of this bird flying towards this dude's face and him recoiling in horror at a bird flying towards his face. But then the bird was labeled monogamy, and the dude was, <laughs> was labeled gays. Right. Like, mm. Monogamy and gays. Uh, one of them was hot coffee and gays. Mm. And then one of them was Ed Sheeran and gays. I'm like... I like Ed Sheeran. Does that mean I'm straight? Apparently liking Ed Sheeran means that I'm straight, at least according to this Instagram account. You see No no gay is like sweet, the new Ed Sheeran, you know? I am. Oh. I heart him. Okay. Okay, well, I mean all right. The straightest thing about me this week is liking Ed Sheeran and then getting called out on that uh, uh, for that on Instagram. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week is these shoes. Thank you. Thank you. My, my sparkle heels. I wore them last weekend in L.A. for a, a, a sparkle-themed 46th birthday party. It was, it was amazing and fun, and uh, that's legit the gayest thing I've done in a long time is hang out in L.A. with, with WeHo gays. And um, I just I, I want to say to my, my, my L.A. host, you are beautiful inside and out, and don't let anybody tell you differently, especially you. Mostly inside. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, my uh, straightest is, you know, last night I just had the night farts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Great, <laughs> Mike. Thank you for getting us all separate rooms. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> critical, critical decision there. Night farting is straight. Any any kind of fart is a straight thing because like straight dudes love that shit. Like gays don't fart, they don't like right. burp. They don't, you know, like they're too. Uh, I don't know, yeah. douched for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
my gayest is um, I hooked up with this dude uh, uh, this past week. He was like very into the, like the dom sub thing, and he told me that I was so cute I could be um, I could whore myself around the neighborhood and be everyone's cum slut. And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> you really think so? That's so sweet. What a like, compliment. That is a compliment. <laughs> I'm pretty sure is my gayest thing. Oh, are you a cum dumpster? I would love to be. Okay, good, good, good work. <laughs> yeah. Um, who wants to share the gayest or straightest thing they did recently? I'll start. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I never get. To you do don't get a live. You don't show, get merch, so dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna get merch. But if you come up and tell us your gayest and straightest, uh, we got some merch to hand out. Uh, my straightest, the both of my things are things that I packed for this trip. Oh, okay. Uh, my straightest was I packed my kayak. Oh. Thinking that I would, like, make time to, like, hit one of the lakes in town and that yeah. it would, the weather would be real nice. You have, like, fold-up kayaks for yeah. emergencies. I have a, yeah, I have a weird origami kayak. <laughs> oh, uh, sportsing. Okay. Yeah. Right. My gayest was that I also packed my portable shower shot. Uh, so that I could douche the whole time I was here. And when I, we got to the hotel and I checked in and I looked at the, the shower, they have those like giant rain head shower things. I'm like, this hotel is homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it to work. So uh, I didn't use my kayak, but I used the shower shot. So, <laughs> so you're ready is what you're saying? <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> RTG. Okay. But I also might have a quilt. So sorry. Sorry, boys. <laughs> uh, Amy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's one. yeah. Go ahead and grab it out of there Hello? too. Hello. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my gayest for like hours on end of striping rainbows with tape. You have the bar Aww. and the van, the brewery van. Looks amazing. Girl, you have been a nyan cat all over Yakima. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, your uh, rainbow skinned van was in the pride parade yesterday. It was. It- Presents very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then my straightest is I had this uh, pride shirt on, and then uh, the Oregon game was yesterday, mm. and I really needed to get my Oregon shirt on yeah. to watch the football game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. 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 And they won, did, right? Did they won? Hashtag Go Ducks. Great. <laughs> go Ducks. Go Ducks. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Mike, do you need some Come on. some merch uh, up on the table for you? Oh, well, yeah. Or how do you, how do you want me to handle that? You got it? I got it. Oh, okay. yeah. Come on up. Hello, hello. My name is Ambrose. Uh, I think the... Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Uh, so, two about two weeks ago, I want to say, uh, the, probably the gayest thing I've done was I painted my nails. Uh, and it was it was a good time. I'm on vacation. I'm just gonna you know, for the kicks of it, why not do that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I came back recently. I want to say earlier this week, I went to two hop farms, and I'm shaking a lot of hands and saying hello to a lot of people. And subconsciously, I'm thinking, oh man, I still have nail polish on my fingers. <laughs> uh, a second thought. I was having is I'm so sorry that I didn't repaint them because they're chipped. The, they're horribly chipped right now. So that's, that's that. Thank you. I pretend like my chipped nails are like punk. You know, like it's like yeah, I'm wild. I'm Carly. Yesterday we all went out to lunch. Yeah. 
Patty. We all know Patty. Ma Johnson. Um, Ma Johnson. Yes, Michael's mother. Uh, she ordered a dip, a French dip. She got a salad. She did not want a salad. I offered to toss her salad. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, that was my gayest moment. Uh, immediately after, my husband got a steak salad, so then I had to chop his steak for him. So <laughs> it was the gayest and the straightest moment I've had. All in two minutes, yesterday at lunch. So. Either, taking it from either end. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, who else has a gayest and straightest they want to share? Thank you all for coming up. Thank you to uh, Yakima Pride for putting on an amazing Pride yesterday and uh, to the eight months <laughs> ahead of you to plan the next one. Uh, and thank you to Hop Capital Brewing for having us yet again. Yeah. I, <clears throat> thanks to uh, Joshua Hastings for being on. We really appreciate your time and, and, and talking to us. Uh, thank you to the wait staff here. Please be sure to tip well. They're working hard to make sure that you get all of the booze in your face that you need so you can put up with our shit. And, uh, and, and also to uh, Heroes Pizza out there for, for, for feeding you all. Thank you to the Dirty Girl Scout. Yeah, right? I don't... You deserve... You you deserve all the dirty and all the love. I think it's, it's Dirty Cowgirl, but like somehow... Oh, you, oh, shit. That's... You just wanted to sell cookies, I think. Is, uh, there was a shot that we used to get in Austin when it was your birthday that was called the Dirty Girl Scout, and it tasted like a mint chocolate chip cookie. It was so nice. good. That's a different thing. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you to... Uh, for those that support us on Patreon at our highest level... Um, we call them our super gap bridgers. Thank you to those, uh, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Fail, Jamie Pugh, Kemp, Kevin Henderson, Tip C. McStumbles, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, Chris Cachatorian, Jerome York, and CNN Hobby. Yeah, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cachatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Bye. Bye. There's also. There we go. I found it. I found it. While Dan's in the... I didn't read everything. I There was, like, so much information in this report. Can I just tell you a few things? Yeah. That, other things? Yes, okay, of course. Okay, okay. I mean, it's your show, too. So okay. <laughs> it sometimes feels that way, so thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, one of the things that had nothing to do with rural uh, life or anything, but um, this study referred to something else that said that um, people, LGBT people are more likely to be homeless. This, I mean, related to, this was in this report because homelessness is an issue in rural communities. Yeah. LGBT people are more likely to be affected by uh, homelessness. But the, the, the thing that stood out to me, the thing that was interesting is that um, it said most LGBT youth became homeless not in the immediate aftermath of coming out. It's not that they came out and then got kicked out oh, right that's then. The, that's the narrative. Me, that's right. what I think of in my head as what happens and why LGBT youth are homeless. No. So it said um, that it's in large part because of the frayed relationships over time and general family instability. Oh, wow. So that definitely changed my perception of how LGBT homelessness works. That, I can't, that, that blows me away. Right? Like I've repeated over and over again the narrative that like... like you the, come the, out. The, the, yeah. The, the, 
I mean, a ridiculously high percentage is like 75%. And I always feel like I'm exaggerating, but then it ends up being true. 75% of, of people experiencing homelessness who are under 18 are gay. Yeah. LGBT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, and I, so the narrative there is that because their family said, fuck you and kicked him out. And that's not, that's that's not, obviously that's for someone that's going to be the case, but yeah, that's largely not, not the case. So interesting. Yeah. Random things you learn by reading. (laughs) 